Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Today, we're discussing Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones' potential extensions and what might be the most efficient way to sign these guys, either short-term or long-term. We have our takes. We have some numbers we want to share with you. And ultimately, there is the right way to go about this. The Giants could save a little bit of hassle, save a little bit of money, guarantee themselves some talent for next year by making a couple simple, simple moves and Joe Shane yesterday had some very, very high words, you know, just great words essentially for Saquon Barkley um, in terms of the prospect of signing him long-term. It definitely sounds like he wants to sign him long-term. Specifically, the quote was, Saquon is a culture guy that fits into everything we've asked. He's a captain and he's a very good player at this position who's having a very good season. So he's a guy, obviously, we're going to do our due diligence on and we like to keep him around here. So we're going to get into the contract extension talks. I mean, to me, that sounds like Saquon Barkley seems to be a future asset to this team. They want to extend him. I don't think Joe Shane would have kind of displayed his hand on the table like that if he wasn't sure that they were going to be, you know, contacting his representatives and seeing what his extension might look like. But also there's another avenue that they could go down, which is a lot more cost efficient. Um, But Anthony, before we dive into this interesting topic, kind of, you know, gauging the value of these two players at this point in time, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about contract extensions. Show me the money. Jerry Maguire. Love that movie. And that's what this reminds me of. And these extensions, I think, honestly, could happen sooner than expected because I'm reading some reports now that the Giants are actually in contact with Julian Love as we speak, trying to get a midseason extension done. And that report also added that Joe Shane is trying to get multiple in-season extensions done this week during the bye. So, Maybe the Giants might approach this by looking at some of these bigger players, these star players like Saquon, like Daniel Jones, maybe starting to put those contacts out now, get the negotiation ball rolling already. That might be the way to get the cheaper discounts on those contracts. And I think that these are important contracts for the Giants to tackle. Obviously, the longer you wait, the more money the player can inevitably ask for, especially as the season goes on. Saquon Barkley dominating through eight games. Giants are at six and two. He's a huge part of that. But if they make it to the playoffs and he has a magical playoff performance, show me the money. He's going to say that. He's going to ask for more and more money. So the sooner, the better if the Giants are serious about keeping these guys around long term. But heading into the offseason, Alex, I know Franchise tag is definitely an option. And, you know, the the recent trends on running back contracts and quarterback contracts, they're both heading upwards. It's going to be a lot of money. So it'll be interesting to see how much the Giants are willing to pay these two players uh, who really are the foundation of the New York Giants offense right now. Absolutely. And right now, Saquon Barkley is on pace to potentially break his 2018 numbers. Obviously, he was a Pro Bowler, one offensive rookie of the year that season. Um, and right now, the Giants are staring at a what looks to be a pretty sizable contract extension. But I'll throw something into the mix here. Um, one season, you know, let's say, you know, Saquon Barkley is coming off two down years. Obviously, the injuries really plagued his, his comeback and whatnot. But one really great season, is that enough? Is that enough to warrant and justify a long-term extension? Personally, I don't th- – I know that we all know Saquon is insanely talented, so that's the counter-argument. Is like it, it would be different if it was like a no-name player 
um, that just had an unbelievable anomaly season. But as long as Saquon Barkley is healthy, he is going to be a star. And that's the reality of just him as in general is that if he is healthy, he's a superstar. He's not a guy that's going to like have a great season and then just disappear. He is a workhorse back. He is a focal point. He's a guy you devise and strategize to, to succeed around. Um, and with that being said, it's you're okay giving extensions to players like that, you know, coming back from injury. Um, so the argument that like, you know, I'm kind of going to defeat my own, you know, present argument in the sense that you could say one season back after two, a couple years down due to injury, uh, maybe you don't want to give him a long-term extension. Um, the argument against that is he's a superstar when healthy and he's going to be your focal point on offense and he can change the course of the game in the blink of an eye. So you pay guys like that, but there is a more cost efficient way to go about signing Saquon Barkley. He's a team player. You know what I mean? He's not going to hold out for a, for a franchise tag. At least I don't think he will. Um, I think that the giants may look at it like this. We have to use the franchise tag for a quarterback. It's a lot more expensive, right? So for a quarterback, the projected franchise tag is $31.5 million for next season. That could increase depending on a couple other contracts that change, but that's what spot rack has the expected, uh, franchise tag for a quarterback, $31.5 million. Do I think Daniel Jones is worth $31.5 million? Not even close. I'm not signing him to that, to that franchise tag number. I don't think it's worth it. However, Saquon Barkley fits the mold perfectly, absolutely perfectly for the franchise tag. The running back projected uh, franchise tag is $12.6, $12.5 million. I would take Saquon at $12.5 million every day of the week. That is a great price tag for him. He's worth more than that when he's healthy. Obviously, right now, if we had to pay him his actual market value, you're looking at 16 to $17 million most likely. So you're saving some pretty d- decent capital um, on the franchise tag, in my opinion. Does that frustrate him? Maybe. But I'll say, I, w- I would say this to Saquon. Hey, le- like this is the easiest way, in my opinion, to go about this. You franchise tag him and say, hey, if you carry this team the way that you did last year, up until the bye week, we will extend you on a three-year deal at the bye week, no questions asked. We will lock it down like they're about to do with Julian Love or Dexter Lawrence, whoever they're about to do it with right now. We'll obviously have more information about that in the coming days. But I'll be like, Saquon, carry us to the bye week. You're going to get your extension, no problem. Um, we just want to make sure. We just have to save money. We just don't have the money to spend right now, uh, but we want to lock you down. That is our priority. We just had to use a franchise tag because Daniel Jones, we just don't want to give him that much right now. That's what I would do. Franchise tag extension at the at the bye week next year. Um, I think that's probably the best course of action if he gets injured. You know, then you have a little bit of leverage there, but obviously we hope to God he that, that doesn't happen, knock on wood. Um, Daniel Jones, on the other hand, $31.5 million. I don't want to pay him that. I'm looking at a two-year extension at about 40 five million dollars to 50 million dollars I'm, I'm hovering in the 22 to 25 million dollar range for daniel jones if you're going to extend him this is the under the assumption by the way that we extend both of these players um i think that 12.5 12.6 million dollars for saquon and 22 to 25 million dollars a year for daniel jones makes a lot of sense the numbers do not support daniel jones making any more than that and i think that another team won't be willing to offer him that much money either I think that 22, 25 million for him to stay put, grow in this system. He knows he can really maximize his his potential under the leadership of Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. This is a perfect situation for him. They're going to get reinforcements to the draft. They're going to go sign some other players to help him out. Um, in my opinion, this is the right direction to go for him. This will set him up to potentially leverage that. He's, he's young, right? He's still like, what, 27, 28 years old. He could easily uh, you know, play a two-year contract and leverage that into a monster deal um, after two seasons, you know, maybe he maybe he kills it next year and they extend him beyond that, um, you know, after, uh, beyond that two year deal at a much higher price point. So 
He still has a lot of power. He just has to actually show up and do and do the work and put in the put in the uh, production to uh, prove to Giants management he's deserving of that of that uh, price tag. But you know, what are your thoughts about franchise tagging Saquon instead of extending him and then extending DJ on about a two year deal where you know you have some leverage, but you also force him to kind of elevate his game to prove his worth over the long term. Yeah, I think both of those are good ideas. I think, you know, when you're taking a look at Saquon Barkley's contract, right now he is the ninth highest paid running back in the NFL on a rookie deal because he was a second overall pick. Second overall picks get paid quite handsomely. And for running backs who don't get paid super handsomely in comparison to the rest of the positions in the NFL, being the second overall pick means that Saquon Barkley is one of the highest paid running backs in the league right now. But the highest paid running back in the league is Christian McCaffrey, who's making an average of $16 million per year. Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, those guys are getting $15 million. And then there's that drop off to that 12 to $12.5 million range, which has the likes of Joe Mixon, uh, Derek Henry, uh, Nick Chubb, those guys are making around that much money, which is probably the group that you would place Saquon Barkley into. So if we're looking at it for a long-term contract with Saquon, I would honestly say $13 million average annually is probably what the Giants will end up paying him. That'll make him one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL, but not the highest paid running back in the NFL. And I think that's justified due to the fact that he's been injured quite frequently through the first few years of his career. And I don't know if too many teams are willing to take that chance on him at this stage in his career this many injuries later, even though he's having that bounce back here. I think that franchise tagging him is a solid idea. You give him another year. Worst case scenario, like seriously thinking about the crisis scenario, you put him on the franchise tag, he gets injured. That's it then. You just kind of move on after that. So the Giants kind of built in some insurance with that move if they just put him on the one-year franchise tag. But, of course, he wants a long-term contract. He might end up holding out. I don't see him holding out because he likes to lead through the team, be a team player and all of that. I think that Saquon Barkley will play on the franchise tag, but at the end of the day, he does have to think about his health as well and the fact that he's been frequently injured in the past. So he might be more motivated and more inclined to try and lock in that long-term deal and get that financial security for himself. So I think it's going to be an interesting debate here whether the Giants should or shouldn't use the franchise tag. I think most people agree that they should, but we'll see how Saquon Barkley reacts to that and whether or not he accepts that. So going into this offseason, I think that the franchise tag is a viable option. But regardless, the, the contract that the Giants hand Saquon Barkley, whether it be a long-term extension, should still hover in that franchise tag range of around $12 to $13 million. I think that's a fair and reasonable price for Saquon Barkley. I don't think that this is a player who resets the running back market with a $20 million deal. There's just no shot considering the injury history, in my opinion. Now, taking a look at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a player who, again, has had a very tumultuous history up until this point. Right now, the Giants are having career years from like 10 different players. Julian Love, Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. All these guys are having career years. Of course, a new coaching staff gets to town and gets the most out of all of these players. And that's really what you're seeing here. So now you need to decide, do you want to pay these players to continue to play with this coaching staff, continue to get the most out of them, or... Do you want to see if this coaching staff can maybe get more out of another player like a rookie quarterback? So that's really what it's going to boil down to for the Giants, how much draft capital they have, whether they feel convicted on a certain draft prospect coming out in next year's draft. That's definitely going to be playing into the consideration when they're looking at Daniel Jones's contract extension. But I like the idea that you threw out there, a two-year deal worth around $50 million. That makes sense to me. 
basically that's a bridge deal. You know, you see a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL get those bridge deals that are two, three-year deals, and you pay them about the average wage for a quarterback because the average wage for a starting quarterback is around $20 million at this point. It's such a valuable position. You can be a bad starting quarterback and make around $20 million. Daniel Jones, I don't think he's a bad starting quarterback. I think he's average to above. And I think that he has the potential to be a really good one as well. So that kind of contract that you're throwing out there, Alex, is tremendous value for the Giants, a two-year bridge deal worth about $50 million. He can be your starter, but you're also not financially crippling, crippling the team. And you do leave it open to where the Giants could maybe go out there, find a rookie, have him play underneath Daniel Jones with that two-year deal while you're paying him a reasonable amount. So I like that contract. I hope that that's the reasonable outcome that the Giants and Daniel Jones come to. Maybe that's a compromise in Daniel Jones's eyes. I'm not sure, but I just think at this point, he's not one of those players that's deserving of a five-year deal. He hasn't proven that he is a five-year deal worthy player, someone of a mega extension. Whatever the Giants do with both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, it should have more of a short-term outlook. It should have some sort of a leash on both of these players because, yes, they've proven to be good at times, but they've never proven to be consistently great players, whether it be to injury or turnover problems, whatever the case might be. Both of these guys still have a lot to prove in my eyes. Yes, they're playing phenomenal right now. Love the performances we're getting out of these two players in the 2022 season, but they still have a lot to prove before they're worthy of receiving those big mega million extensions. Uh, there's no way in hell I'm giving Daniel Jones a five-year contract for the record. I, I still need to see a lot more. Do I think he's proving that he can be the guy? Yes. But do I need to see a lot more of production and consistency and the actual offense we're supposed to be running? Yes. We don't know if he's actually going to be good in the offense that we're meant to be running. We know that he's a very good run first quarterback. We know that he can really do a lot in the play action. Can he be successful as a pure pocket passer and, you know, kind of getting out of the pocket and creatively um, instinctually? I think he can uh, for the record, but it's yet to be seen. We, we still haven't seen this offense at the peak of its capabilities. We haven't even seen the real Brian Dable and Mike Kafka offense up to this point. So we need to see that first before we make a long-term judgment. And we're not really going to see that until next year. So it really depends on if the Giants and the management feels they've seen enough from Daniel Jones to feel as though he's going to succeed in that strategy and that system, which I think they have. Um, but a two-year deal with uh, you know 20 to, 20, 20 to $25 million per season, I think is more than fair, personally. I don't know another team that'd be willing to pay more than that, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't really, uh, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that may want to take a shot at more than 20 to $25 million. I don't know. What do you think? I don't think so. I honestly think that for both of these players, the market's probably not too large. For Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, both have a lot to prove. Saquon Barkley will definitely have more of a market than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a player who has been wildly inconsistent through the first few years of his career. But Saquon Barkley's market's probably going to be diminished by the fact that there's an abundance of running back talent in the NFL. Uh, There's a move from a lot of teams to underpay running backs and just go with the best guy that you've got. Plus, there's an extensive career injury history for Saquon Barkley. So when you're looking at the market value of both of these players and the market of teams that might be pursuing them, I don't think either one of them are going are going to be in very high demand. I think that the Giants can probably get away with kind of underpaying a little bit under market value for both of these players due to the fact that the demand just won't be that high, in my opinion, because, again, very talented players, especially Saquon Barkley. There are going to be teams who covet his talents, but at the end of the day, how much are they going to covet his talents considering this is one great year coming off of two years of straight injuries? 
Yeah, I mean, you look at the quarterbacks 2023 in free agency, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, and he's kind of lost, but uh, Jacoby Brissett, Geno Smith. I mean, some of these guys are having decent seasons. I mean, Sam Donald, not really. Baker Mayfield kind of sucks, but Geno Smith looks great. Um, and Daniel Jones kind of slides right into the mix there. And, you know, he could be a good or bad investment. You really just don't know. Um, so it's, it's hard to see the market value for him. Eh, I don't even know. I mean, you look at what spot rack is saying average salary. They're saying four years, the base calculated value is four years at an average of $17 million per season. Um, see, like they don't even have him cracking $20 million. So, you know what I mean? Like anything more than 2025 seems excessive to me. Um, Saquon on the other hand is like, you know, it, it's, he's a running back that has a ton of value. If he's healthy, he's going to take a team to another level, especially if you have a good quarterback situation. If like a, a quarterback on a rookie deal, um, you know, maybe you're more willing to invest in a guy like Saquon, but this is a, this is an interesting situation for the giants. I feel as though they have to play this with the utmost, uh, you know, they have to use their leverage, but they have to be careful and cautious, right? We don't know what Daniel Jones really is yet. We have to be a little bit more careful on that end. I'm not going to pull a Dave Gettleman and sign him to four years at a monstrous contract and just like, you know, stick to my guns. You got to put yourself, you got to have a, some security blankets for yourself, right? You can't strap yourself down when you're unsure. You got to be a hundred percent confident if you're going to give someone a contract of that ma magnitude. Saquon Barkley, I'm a little bit more willing to do that because you know, he's a star, you know, when he's healthy, he's amazing. Um, but with that being said, you mentioned that like, uh, you know, running backs these days with Derrick Henry and some of those big names are kind of hovering in the 12 to $14 million range. I mean, they, they did sign those contracts a couple of years ago. So you're thinking the market has, you know, with inflation or just increasing, you know, uh, the TV deals and whatnot, those contracts will kind of elevate a little bit. You're probably looking at his market value being around 14 million a season right now. With that being said, are you willing to franchise tag him and just save a million, two million, three million dollars and, you know, maybe piss him off? Are you just going to like bite the bullet and say, you know what, this guy is a, a piece of our culture. We want to show our loyalty to him. The players will follow suit. They'll appreciate that. And the locker room may value it as well. So, you know, there is an argument to make that extending him and just keeping him happy and keeping the team happy and showing that loyalty for great play is more valuable than the one or $2 million you'll save at the end of the day. So there, there's a lot for the giants to go through man it's it's tough you don't have any money but maybe that extra couple million dollars you spend makes a difference in the locker room and in, in the in the in the culture so you know that that's kind of my my debate right now it's really hard to gauge what the right move is you know what i mean yeah and i completely agree but I'll, i will say there's also precedent to signing a running back and then paying them more giving them a raise okay so if you take a look at what happened with derrick henry in 2020 he signed a four-year 50 million dollar deal after the 2020-2021 seasons where he just dominated the NFL, was the best running back in the league, the Titans actually gave him a $2 million raise for the 2022 season. So they basically said, you've been so good. We know that you're overperforming for what your contract value is. We're going to give you a raise. And that's definitely something that the Giants could float out there with Saquon Barkley. They'll say, hey, listen, injuries in the past. You're a little bit unproven. You still have more to prove to us. We're willing to pay you this but there's absolutely room to grow. You know, you continue to dominate. We'll give you some more money as the as the cap space increases with the new TV deals, as you just mentioned, Alex. So again, there's precedent for this in the NFL. 
Derrick Henry played his way to an increase in pay on his current extension, which was already his increase in pay. So when you're looking at it that way, Saquon Barkley could technically sign a deal worth this amount of money and then get a little bit of a raise like like Derrick Henry did. That's completely possible. Another thing that I do want to note, though, is when we're looking at Daniel Jones and we're discussing what his contract value might be, that 20 to $25 million range, you also do need to note that there are quarterbacks like Carson Wentz, who's making $32 million a year. Jared Goff is making $33.5 million per year. That is why the franchise tag is around, what was the number? I think $36 million, because you do have guys like Kirk Cousins making 35, Jared Goff making 33, Carson Wentz making 32, Matt Ryan on a $30 million per year contract. So you look at some of these contracts for these quarterbacks, very below average guys here making over $30 million per season. So for Daniel Jones and the Giants, I'm hoping that the extension doesn't carry his cap hit over $25 million per year. But if the Giants continue to win games this season, Daniel Jones puts that team in the playoffs. Him and his representatives are going to have a serious argument to make to push that number north of 30. And they might end up pulling around 30 to 35 million out of the Giants. The franchise tag might be the viable option for Daniel Jones here. But at that, in that case, if you're going with a franchise tag on Daniel Jones, I think you're giving him the one-year franchise tag and you're forcing him to play on it and then seeing how he does and then talking about an extension in 2024 offseason. Because in my opinion, I think that it's either, as you mentioned, Alex, that two-year bridge gap deal or just the franchise tag. I'm not locking him into a multi-year contract worth over $30 million per year annually. Yeah, I mean, the more we talk, the more I confuse the shit out of myself, <laughs> to be honest with you. The more we're talking about these contracts and Saquon and Daniel Jones, the more I'm like second-guessing my my ideas and what I think is the right move because you know, there's so many variables that are always moving and there's so many factors you have to consider with this. Um, you don't want Saquon to hold out. You don't want to pin one of your best players against the, the organization. You don't want to risk the fact that maybe Daniel Jones ends up kicking serious ass and then you have to pay him way more. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a it's an interesting struggle. It's an interesting balance. Um, you know, what if say what if Daniel Jones doesn't pan out? And now you're paying him twenty five million dollars for that second season. You know, it's like there's a lot of situations here where this this gets ugly or this doesn't work or there's a lot of situations that it does work. So I'm very I'm very curious to see how Joe Shane approaches this because there's no right answer. There's just an answer that is a little bit less risky and an answer that's a little bit more risky and. Um, it really depends on how confident they are in Daniel Jones. I think Saquon's a pretty safe bet unless he gets hurt. But, you know, an NFL is just a crapshoot in that way. Like anyone can get hurt at any time. So I'm I'm more comfortable paying Saquon and not worrying about it. But Daniel Jones I'm a little bit more concerned about because we just haven't seen him as a pocket passer. We haven't seen him throw the ball in this offense very much. And that's that's a huge part of Brian Dibble and Mike Kafka's scheme. You look at their time with Kansas City and Buffalo. They throw the ball like 70 to 75% of the time. The Giants are running the ball at like 65 to 70% right now. You know what I mean? Like this is not the offense we're meant to see. This is not the offense they're trying to put together. It's going to change pretty drastically. And can Daniel Jones be the guy in that system? And I, I think that's the big question we just don't have an answer to yet. Um, I think that from what I've seen, I feel more comfortable in terms of him protecting the football. But they've schemed him out of harm's way a lot of times they've rolled him out they've gotten him out of the pocket they've put him in positions where he's less vulnerable to turning the football over and he's made decisions that i've been like okay I, we, he didn't make those in the past and he's been more secure so i feel confident but i'm still sitting here like there's a lot more left to be desired and i want to see that which is why i was a little bit disappointed they didn't go and trade for a receiver because i felt like another receiver would have allowed us to properly evaluate him in a better way 
Um, but maybe they, they've already seen enough. You know what I mean? There's always the possibility that they're like, we've seen enough the first couple of weeks of the season. We think he's the guy. Um, and it's, they didn't say anything about it, contract extensions regarding DJ though. They only, you know, Joe Shane really only hinted at the, the, the aspect that, uh, they've talked to Saquon. They talked to Saquon's reps and that they want him around nothing about Daniel Jones. So they're keeping it so much under wraps right now. And they're, and they decided to save all their draft capital too. And that may even suggest that maybe they want to move up in the draft and grab and grab a, a quarterback. If they want to, you know, they may just sell the form of the, in the draft picks. Like there's so many different things they can do. Um, in the past, Dave Gettleman would show his hand pretty easily right now. When it comes to the quarterback position, I really just don't know what they're going to do here. And Joe Shane has done a pretty good job keeping it vague. So, uh, I guess we're just going to have to find out, my friends. I'd love to hear perspectives and opinions below in the YouTube comments. We talked about a lot of different avenues the Giants could take in this one, but I think to conclude this episode, I just don't know. You know, I don't think Anthony can, Anthony, you either. Like, we just don't know what's going to happen, but I think that's a pretty cool thing. You know, I like the idea of like, it could either be, you know, great, it could be good. And, you know, we, the coaching staff is good enough that I don't think anything's going to turn out bad. Um, so I'm pretty optimistic in that sense, but I'm excited to see what this future of the team looks like and, and how they manage some of these contracts and get us out of cap hell that Dave Gettleman left us in. But as always, drop your comments, thoughts below in the YouTube section. Make sure to like and subscribe as always, my friends. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.